Welcome to The Harmonious Hustle, where I'll share how to lean into success without sacrificing yourself, because you don't have time for that. I'm Nicole Sylvester, best-selling author, spiritual teacher, mentor, mama, and I'm all about saying hell yes to your best life. I'll let you in on my favorite tips and tools for feeling your absolute best. Plus, real, unfiltered conversations and inspiration on wellness, business, spirituality, relationships, self-love, confidence, money, and more. I promise to bring you truth without the BS so you can find success on your terms and feel amazing. Join my new Harmonious Hustle Facebook group to stay connected and ask questions. Connect with me on Instagram if you haven't already, and be sure to say hello because I love meeting my community. Are you ready for an upgrade? Let's get started. Today we are moving into a topic that is highly charged for some people, and I'm going to invite you to go into it with an open mind, curiosity, and I want to remind you that every one of us has our own personal experience with the divine. And I'm going to talk about that because I was inspired by a woman who reached out to me on Facebook and she really loved my video. And she said, you used both God and universe. And, you know, I'm just curious what are the difference? Like, what are the differences for you? And we went into this conversation and I was happy to answer, but I realized that more people may need to hear this. I posted on my Instagram last night that it was like a seven year anniversary for when I went to my first meditation retreat. And while I had already discovered the spiritual center and had been doing you know, some reading and shifting what I thought that going into a silent retreat is like totally next level, you being with your stuff. I actually had a panic attack at that retreat because it was really intense for me. I mean, I was having anxiety and panic attacks all the time back then, but going into the silence and just being stuck with what's there, I couldn't like run away or call someone or turn on the TV or drink something. And I really didn't want to. I wanted to heal. That was one of the first times where I had a true peace, right? Like they say the peace that goes beyond human understanding, that in that retreat, while I had that moment of panic and and crying and jumping into bed with my friend Emma, actually, (laughs) that I also got to know more about what God is for me. And back then I was not using the term God. So let's dive in. Let's explore this. And I feel like a lot of the things I talk about are money and business, but I have to tell you that when I think about money and business and mission and purpose, that at the core of all of that is still God, universal intelligence, the divine, that all of it is part of all that is. And that when I am asking for an increase of any time, of any kind or I want to recognize an increase in my life or give more of an impact or experience more love or be able to be open and receive more love, where do I go? I'm going into prayer. I'm going into meditation. I'm asking for guidance. So for me, like I, 
I always say this and I'm going to say it again, that spirit is my strategist. And I feel that there are people that are my guides. You know, I have a coach who is a spiritual practitioner that helps me move closer to my truth. I go to retreats and I, I speak with people that, you know, like healers and, and, and people that may lead sound baths or going to get massage, whatever my support is, I look at all of these people as just guides to bring me back home to myself. So we still have other humans that help us. We don't want to shut out the world and say, I need no one. I'll do this all on my own. Just me and God. While it may feel true, God works through people and we're all part of the whole. And we are humans and we are, we are created to, to love and to support and community. We thrive in that. Especially when it's, it's a community that's really healing for us, right? Like safe community. It feels safe to share your thoughts. It feels safe to share what you desire. It feels safe to share what's hurting and, and what you need support with without feeling like you're going to be criticized or that, you know, you're going to be looked down upon. All of these things are very important. And I, I know that because it's all contributed to me being the version of myself that I am today because I once knew nothing about that, right? So, what I look for in, you know, friends and even in my clients, loves, everything. I feel that everyone that's in my life right now or that comes into my life, they all depend on this presence. So let's discuss. Sorry, I am. You may hear a little slurps because I am, you know, this is an unedited podcast. And I'm just keeping it real with you. You know, my throat has been a little scratchy, but we need to get this done because this is an important topic. So God, what is God? To me, God is not a he or she. And I notice people's language when they're referring to God. um, And I see that it could be an insight of, you know, maybe a religious background maybe a belief, you know, it's like the man with the white beard in the clouds looking down and we are asking, please forgive me. Please, you know, forgive me for my sins. That's definitely not what I'm talking about when I talk to God. Now, that is okay if that is your God. I am not putting it down. I am not saying it's not right. But I want to remind you, and this is a truth that I've taken on for myself, is that we all have our own experience with the divine, right? So you may have heard of people that say, you know, there was something that came over me when I saw my child being born. I just cried. It opened my heart in such a way. And they had an experience with the divine, right? Like there's this this source of, and this magnificence, this life and force that we cannot fully comprehend. And it's so real and so unbelievable. We can't really truly get it, but we just know we can't deny it. It's so profound. It's so miraculous. So I want you to think of a time where you really felt like God was present in your life. It may be for you all day, every day, right? I know every day in my life, I feel the presence of God. But before it wasn't. I was feeling what was wrong. I was looking at what was lacking. You know, I was blaming. I felt like I didn't believe in God. I was actually an atheist. 
um, I just didn't get it. I grew up Catholic and not like a Catholic that goes to church every single Sunday. We went to church on holidays and I went to Bible school at a Lutheran church. Actually, I was baptized Lutheran, but I, I, most of my church time was in Catholic church. And I always felt like from an early age, I just saw the contradictions and to me, it didn't make sense. So when something doesn't make sense, I can't really take it on as truth. Um, if it feels like it's contradicting love, right? So like I can say that the earth rotating around the sun, I totally don't get it, but it doesn't feel like hate to me. So I just don't, I don't dismiss it. But for me, what I, I remember in my church when you would walk, it would, it would say things, you know, about gays and um, abortion. And like, I just couldn't see how it made sense that if God is loving and caring, how would he just dismiss all of these other people that are just, kind of just going through life. And to me, I always believed that gay wasn't something someone could turn off. I don't know. I just intuitively knew that it was just something that it was just the way that someone felt. And so there were these early on like contradictions for me and just like, uh, you know, discrepancies and inner discrepancies. And it just didn't feel good. And then after I went on through my life and I had things happen in my life where I made choices that I just felt like, okay, I'm going to hell now. God's done with me, so I may as well just get rid of God. And that happened when I had an abortion. Uh, that also happened when I started, you know, committing crime with my ex. And I just felt like God's done with me, so let me be done with God. And it felt okay for me. Like, it just felt okay. I was like, I don't need to go to church. I don't need to do any of these things. And it was me kind of rebelling and being in my own self-hatred and confusion and pain and suffering. I also still remember, to this day, I remember this. So when I, I wrote this in my book, that when I was locked up at, I don't know what age it was, it was like 16 or something like that. I was locked up and I was in Lima Detention Center for, for juveniles. And I was there for three weeks. And it was pretty tough because I didn't believe in God or so I thought, but there was something in me that led me to want to ask God for help. And it was, it's weird, right? Like we can think about this. Maybe you have a moment in your life where you felt this as well. Do you have a moment where even if you thought you didn't believe in God or a higher power that, or maybe you weren't even clear of what it is or how it works in your life, but there was something that was challenging and painful and you felt called to ask for that support, to ask for that help. So it's like, it's like it's within us, right? That happened to me and I remember it happening and I was like, what can I, what can I lose? Right? I can't lose anything in this. Let me just give it a go and see if it works. And I got one of the Bibles from out in like the main hall and I began to journal and pray and ask for help. And you know, it worked because I did something and I share about what I did in my book and what I did, I feel like did not grant me the freedom, the freedom of getting out at that three week point. But I got out. <clears throat> I wasn't out totally free. I got out and was on house arrest <laughs> for a few months, but still I didn't have to sleep in that, you know, room, stone room. And I could be with, you know, friends and things like that. So 
it worked. But then I gave it up again because I fell in the wrong tracks again. You know, if you read the book, then you know that my ex, that was, well, my, my boyfriend at the time became my first abusive boyfriend and I went down a really dark path. I fell into real darkness and my life took a pivot for, for the worse, but exactly where I needed to go. And I just gave up this whole idea of God. But when I found myself at that time in my house when I was escaping and I had this feeling like I'm going to die if I don't leave. And I, it was just Chanel and I. At that moment when I decided it was time to leave and I was going to take really drastic measures to escape my house in Vegas, it felt like something inside of me was telling me that I had to go. And I didn't know even the word intuition back then. It wasn't even in my vocabulary. I'd never heard of it. But there was. It was like there was this guidance. It spoke through me. It gave me ideas. It, it nudged me. So intuition, soul, spirit. You know, people use different words. And there's some people that like to be super exact. And they're like, this is what it is. But here's what I feel. None of us know exactly what any of this is. And we love certainty. So, of course, we're going to give it all, you know, try to control it and give it give it names and all these things but the truth of the matter is we are all just figuring this out and in meditation we do transcend our human mind and go into our spirit our the part of us that transcends the you know the surface knowing and we get these insights we may get visions of the future that actually come true Um, there's just so much there for us You know, um, we can have moments such as premonitions, right? Have you ever had a premonition? Like I've had a premonition where I had a dream and I wanted to, well, I, I didn't really want to tell my family about it at first, but I felt like this, this nudge that I should tell them. And it was so crazy. I had a dream that my grandfather past but I didn't know how he died all I saw in the dream was that my grandmother and I were shopping for um, flowers that said pop-up right pop-up is such a like east coast term for grandfather Uh, (laughs) when I moved to California people were like pop-up but yeah pop-up so I saw we were shopping for that and whatever reason it just really bothered me all day and I wasn't even really close to my grandfather I was very close to to his wife my grandmother though So I told them, just like kind of sitting all at the kitchen table at my grandmother's house, I told my mom, my aunt, and my grandmother, and we were all just like, interesting, you know? Um, And the next day, a state trooper came to my grandmother's house. I actually spent the night there that night, and my my grandfather was hit by a car. He was killed. And I mean, even to this day, that still kind of freaks me out. And I actually had a long period of time where I was afraid of having dreams and I was afraid that all of my dreams were like coming true. But I'm just sharing all of this to let you know that we do have more than our five senses and that the more sensitive we choose to become, we tap in. Now, here's something I used to do in my teenage years that I didn't realize what it actually does to you. Now I do is I took a lot of LSD. (laughs) So I took a lot of LSD. I actually bought a vial once and distributed it on sugar cubes. And I had no idea how to do that. So somebody gave it to me in like a little vial that looked like a Visine container. So you just do drops. But like 
by the reactions of some people, you could tell some people were barely getting any and other people were like almost dying. So I do not recommend any of this. I'm just sharing from my own personal journey. And um, I remember like selling them to people and getting calls like it didn't do anything. And other people were like, oh, my God, I've been effed up for like two days. And it actually happened to me, too, because I would just throw them in my iced tea and shake it up and drink it. And a couple of times I was like, holy crap. But what we now know is that LSD and these different types of psychedelics can make us more sensitive. So perhaps that's what happened and perhaps that's why, you know, I am how I am today. I, I've seen my mind has expanded beyond what, you know, the, the conditioning of society kind of thing. So back to the God, back to the God. Now, back when I took all of this LSD, I actually had these moments of just seeing beyond society and like what I was asking, what's the point of life? Like, I remember driving down the street one night with, I think I was with my grandmother, and there were cars aligned, you know, in front of us in traffic, and it was dark out, and I just saw that, like, us in these cars were just like ants that I see kind of marching into their little ant hole. Like, what is the freaking point? And I became so just, like, numb to it. Like, I don't get life. Why are we here? Why do, what, what is this about? And it really contributed to me going deeper into a place of just not caring a little bit. But here's the thing. Fast forward, that was probably when I was like 17, 18, 19, I don't know, throughout those years. They were all kind of a blur. Fast forward to now, here I am as a 37-year-old woman, mother, teacher, you know, guide, coach, businesswoman. I'm all these things, but what I see now is that maybe, maybe there isn't a heaven or hell. I really, I don't believe in heaven or hell. I believe in other things, but here's what I do believe in. That we are not in either of those places and now, right? And where we are is in our current, current residence. And I'm not just talking about geographical location. I'm talking about where you're living in your body temple, in your home. And the way that you feel within that body is everything. Do you ever wake up and you're just feeling kind of sick? And everything looks a little bit more gray. Everything's a little bit harder. Everything's just a little bit, you know, less good. And then when you get to a place of feeling really excited. You said yes to something inspiring. Maybe you just booked a vacation. Maybe you are about to go on vacation tomorrow. Maybe you just fell in love or you have, you know, something really juicy and exciting happen. Everything seems to be a little bit brighter, no? Everything's a little bit brighter. The sun seems to be shining more. Even if it's cloudy, it's like this gray sky is really bright today. The grass is really green. So, we get to choose. And I have come to believe that people have made up different stories and ideas just to, to make us feel good while we're here. But the truth is that I do believe in, in finding peace, that when we die, I believe that we find peace and that whatever happens um, is pleasant. I really do feel that. I mean, there's been people that have been pronounced dead and they share these stories of that. And it's really remarkable. 
But, you know, even when my mom died, I struggled with a lot of this stuff because it really messed with my own manifesting technique and abilities because I thought I, I lived for like two year period of time where I was just manifesting everything I wanted and like life was manifesting in this powerful way. And I'm just like felt like I was a freaking wizard of life. And, you know, that's just not how it really is. Because we are only here for our experience and we can co-create with other people's experience, but everyone has their own path. So I did get caught up in my mom's experience and, and you know, kind of fell into that and I defined my way back. So that's a little bit off topic, but I just wanted to share that for anyone that's gone through something or experienced something with a loved one and you find yourself questioning like universal laws or manifestation or God or any of those things. And I think it's healthy to question all the things. By questioning is how we find out what's really true for us. And you know, what is it? Tony Robbins says, the quality of your questions determine the quality of your life. So ask the questions. But going back to this whole idea of God versus the universe, versus the soul, versus spirit, versus intuition. So I use God and the universe infinite intelligence, source, divinity, the divine. I use them all interchangeably. It's kind of cool that I can use many different words. And I use them all different because I also want people to know that when I'm talking, I'm talking to everyone. The work that I feel called to do is for all humans. It's not for people that are only Christian. It's not for people that are only spiritual. And I really want to be a voice for people who want to transcend that stuff. It's limiting. It's create separation. What if we just all came to know that, that whatever your club that you're in doesn't make you any less valuable or any more valuable? Doesn't make you any more loved or less loved? It makes you worthy or less worthy. I mean, these clubs that we've created for humans do not make a difference in the sense that if your son or brother or lover was in a car accident and needed a blood transfusion and we needed to go get a blood transfusion right now, it does not matter if the blood is coming from someone that is black or white, gay or straight, Christian or, you know, atheist. It doesn't matter because source, God, infinite intelligence does not discriminate. A human is a human. Now there are different codes within that human nature. So there's like negative blood types, positive blood types, and that's pretty fascinating, right? But it just goes to show that there's such great detail and intelligence in everything, even blood. And you think about this, and these are the kind of things I like to reflect on, like, why do people have different blood types? I don't freaking know. <laughs> but isn't it interesting that there's only a limited amount and we all have them? Because life is so perfectly planned by something that's so much greater than we can understand. Now, I love to bring God into all areas of my life because I love that it is everywhere. <laughs> now, one of... One of my teachers in a practitioner class I took, probably in 2016, 
She was, her name's Reverend Cheryl Ward, and she is a freaking fierce woman, but she is steeped in the presence. So she is a former attorney who is now a reverend and, you know, mostly serves on boards and things like that at Agape Spiritual Center. So she teaches this class with uh, Reverend Michael Beckwith, and she's ha- she had this moment. It was like in prayer and teaching but I can still hear her tone and everything when she said it. And she said, the presence is everywhere fully. The presence is everywhere fully. And I love that because then I, I come to meditate on all of the intelligence in the so-called empty places. And if you think of quantum physics, they talk about how nothing is empty. But also nothing is solid. And that we're kind of in this like energetic soup. And it's so fascinating because when you look around at the room that you're in now, or maybe you're in your car driving, you look around and you're like, no, there's some physical stuff here. But if you really break it down and you're looking at these microscopes that they look at it with, you see that it's not. And it's so trippy, but it's fascinating. And You also just like, sometimes when you think that you know the answers to all these things, all you have to do to humble yourself down is just look up at the sky and just be like, what the hell is all that? (laughs) Like, we don't really know. We've given names to things. We found patterns. But there's still so much that's not known. And it's just remarkable. It's incredible. So what I've done over the years, and I'm not going to say it's been the easiest thing I've had to find my way to doing this is I've had to unpack my God baggage. And my God baggage at first was like, you know, I, I just couldn't walk into a church. People that were religious kind of freaked me out. Um, when someone said, like, I'm depending on Jesus or whatever, I was just like, this is not my kind of people. Like, I was just very walls up. And over time, I started letting it all in and understanding that, We all have different paths, but the same destination. And that we all give things different meanings. And that's okay. Just like if we all sit down at a restaurant, we're all going to order different things. Some of us will enjoy the same dish. Some of us will not. And we get that same level of discernment and and choice when it comes to how we want to see our source, God. Whatever it is that has our heart beating right now. And it's kind of a cool reflection. I do this at a lot of my live events and I also do it, you know, when I'm doing um, work with people online and in my programs that we do this meditation on our heartbeat. And I call it the universal rhythm of life because our hearts are beating. They even say that the earth has a heartbeat. There's a sound, there's a movement. Sound and movement is part of everything that's in life. That even rocks have frequencies. So the more that you know, you actually realize the less that you know. (laughs) It's this weird paradox of, of knowing and not knowing. But the key is to remain open. And I always like to keep a playful, like, kind of curiosity. Because I'm always just having an experiment. That's what really what it feels like. I don't know everything. I'm not pretending to know everything, but I do know what I, what I have had evidence with. 
And the things that I've had evidence with from, you know, back at that time when I told you that I was in trouble as a teen to now as a grown ass woman doing her thing, I'm still having these experiments. But back then when I was like, I don't know if it's going to work. Now I know that they work. And if something doesn't work out, something doesn't unfold, there's two reasons. I didn't really have the faith and I know that. I was living more in fear and in doubt and I was sabotaging. You know when it's like that because you feel it. You've been, you were felt the whole resistance all the way up until. Um, maybe you could just feel that you weren't totally like having your energy behind something happening. Or you really did give your all and you just see that something better is unfolding and that there's a cosmic redirection that's happening in your life right now. So you get to, you get to play with it. And I think that is really the beauty of life and spirituality. And really, you know, for me, I listen to some Christian stuff. I listen to some Buddhist stuff. You know, I love Joel Olstein. I think he's awesome. As you know, I've actually coached with Tim Story, who was a pastor. And I also go and study with um, Hindus and Buddhists, right? Like, so I'm open to all the things. But I've learned how to be in my truth while also honoring the truth of others and understanding that we all have a similar intention. It's to be free. It's to know love. It's to know the unconditional parts of yourself. It's to feel more connected to the whole, to find your reason why. So you'll see more and more that I'm going to be talking more and more about these things because I had a moment where I just realized that while I work with people and I help them grow their business and I help them make more money, I help them with their relationships. I mean, these are things that we do, but really I'm helping them connect to that infinite space within themselves. The infinite well of of wisdom, love, peace, joy, harmony, abundance, it's within all of us, but we lose our way. We lose our way. And we all have guides that take us back in one way or another. Some of us, many. So I share this because for you, listening to me and the harmonious hustle, the harmonious hustle is all about that. It's choosing harmony first. And really what that means in other words is I find my connection to God. I find my, my purpose, my reason, my, my you know, source and I'm asking where I need to go what I need to do and that's what I'm doing right now you know I have some ideas that have been coming through lately and I'm, I've been asking are these my ideas or are they God's plan and how can I see more of what God has planned for me because I know it's bigger I know it's more abundance I know it's more fulfilling because it's part of my soul signature Right, so I do believe that just as our fingerprints are unique, that we have a certain special coding, right? It's like a recipe or, or a code of what you're made up of. One part compassion, one part this, one part wit, one part, you know, humor, one part, uh, I don't know, intelligence, but with this, you know, different kinds of genius. And whatever your coding or recipe is, it's also combined then with your unique life path that also shapes you. And that there's truly just one of you. There'll never be another one of you. And that's so powerful. 
but it's also a reason why you should not sleep on your gifts. That I see so many people that are just kind of sitting back and they're just like, you know, I have time. Maybe I'll work with the coach next year. Maybe I'll go all in on my business after the kids are done with summer school or after they're done with summer break. Maybe I'll do the program next year. And here's what I have to say to that. No. You know, a lot of people look at the way that I found success and, and what has happened to my business and they say, well, how did you do it? And they think it's like something as easy as taking a four-week program or a 12-week program. And it's, it's really not just that. That could be a genesis for something really beautiful and it can also be a supercharge. But what I did is I just realized that I'm going to give my entire life to my gifts. And when I have a nudge or I feel a call, I'm going to do whatever I have to do with whatever resources I have to make it happen. I understood that my yes could not wait for six months. Why would my yes wait for six months? Imagine if I put my book off another year. All of the people that read my book in the past year, all of the healings that have happened. I don't even share this that often with you guys, but you know, I've had people that reached out to me that they shared their truth about their drug addiction to people that they love, that they have shared their truth about sexual abuse. There's people that have been inspired to write their books that are going to help people. There's people that have started businesses that have left their lovers. There's so many things that have happened because I decided that I was not going to sleep on my gifts. Had I made some irresponsible decisions to get to where I needed to go? Hell yes. I remember using money with my dad telling me that you're so bad with money. I remember not having money for things that were like basic needs at times because I decided to go to an event or to go to a workshop. But I just trusted that there was a reason that it was all for part of this like big grand plan and that I had to honor the things as they come up. And for some of you listening this deep into this podcast episode, you have reached out to me maybe once, maybe twice. You've kind of tiptoed into maybe I should do this work with Nicole. Maybe I should do this deeper work within my own consciousness. But you're, you've been scared. And I'm here to remind you that there is a source and supply for you. And it's infinite. And it is not your kid's father. It is not your boss. It is not even those three clients that just paid for whatever in your life right now. That is a little blip on the radar of what is true for you, what is possible for you, what's available for you. So you get to decide if you're going to show up fully and allow life to resource you and source you and supply you, or if you're going to sit on the sidelines of life and keep letting it pass you by. Meanwhile, wondering what it would be like if you actually fully showed up. Meanwhile, watching other people step into their plan, and when I say their plan, God's plan for them, and watching what unfolds. Be so willing and devoted for your own path that you can't even pay attention to what other people are doing or not doing. So when we begin to trust, we begin to give really empowered yeses and really empowered noes. We get to choose the things that feel good to us. As Wallace Waddle says, life is doing what you love. And that really, for a period of time in human consciousness, that really wasn't true for a lot of people. If we think of the industrial era and things like that, like we're becoming more and more woke. We're waking up to what is. And I don't know, maybe there were times in the past where 
humans were civilized. Like we think of the times in Egypt and stuff like that. Who knows what it was really like? We really don't know. But to them, I'm sure it felt pretty civilized, right? Like we don't know. Now we're here we are with iPhones FaceTiming and doing all the things, holograms of dead people. I mean, that's pretty insane. But we're still limited. There's still so much more. And the more, it's because the more that we connect to each other, the more that we see what's out there, more people are showing us images of what's possible and we continue to say, what else? What's next? What else is here for me? And it doesn't have to be from a place of greed, but from a place of boundless soul expression. And, you know, that's really what I feel God is about. It's just like a forever blooming, fuller expressed, all that is. And you and I are a part of that. So, I hope this wasn't too philosophical for you. (laughs) But, you know, I, I think about these things all the time. I reflect on them, I get questions about them, and I feel like this could give some clarity. And again, this is just my take. I invite you to explore what are your beliefs? What are your beliefs? And you'll know what feels true for you or what doesn't, right? Like a lot of the things I learned from different teachers, but also I've gone to places, you know, for instance, when I was in India, there were things that I thought were really beautiful and I got some really great things from there. But then there's other things where I was like, oh, I'm not going to agree to that. This doesn't feel true for me. And that's the freedom that we get to do and have. And now the thing is, I want to just remind all of you for impl- that live in places like Canada and United States, we, we have that. We have that freedom. Now, we as humans do not have that freedom everywhere. There are places that you cannot openly pray to a God that isn't the God that everyone has agreed to in that city. There are places where women cannot go out and pray in public or be seen in certain ways. There are women that can't stand up and make a podcast like this. Like I could be killed in certain places for making a podcast like this. Now, this is the freedom that we have. And why the hell are so many of us sleeping on it? We are needed. And I will preach this forever. We are needed. We are needed. We are needed. So show up for it. And of course, you want to put some strategy behind it. You want to put some some prices behind it. You want to make money. You deserve to thrive. God is friendly. The universe is friendly to your plans. You are made to thrive. In fact, you denying your own abundance is you denying source working through you. It's your birthright. It's as natural as anything else. It's unnatural. And it's not spiritually aligned to be in poverty. It's you not recognizing who you really are. So this is an invitation to come back into trust and truth. And I want to invite you, if you are someone who wants to deepen your practice and your process, and really, especially for those of you that are entrepreneurs, leaders, CEOs, things like that, you know, I was at an event recently where people were leading meditations and it was actually on a screen. And I thought, I wish we could do some sessions together because I want to teach them how to really anchor into their truth and become a channel for, for the most high and let whatever needs to flow through to flow through because that is powerful. And that's why when you feel certain speakers and preachers and, you know, people like that, what you're feeling is not only the words, but it's like the vibration, the resonance that they're speaking through because God, that's intelligence is speaking through them. I know it speaks through me all the time. I've made myself available to it. 
So the work that I do with my clients is making them available. And how do we make someone available? We release the, the things, either the experiences, the beliefs, the ways of being, many of which, which are unconscious. You're not even conscious of it. You don't see that you're doing it. But I can come into your life and have one call with you and pick up on your beliefs about yourself. Pick up on your limitations about yourself. I can pick up on the way you feel about your business, about your money, about your relationships. I can pick up on all these things. And it's because I've done the work to be in a different space, right? I was once there. Now, that being said, I would love to invite you to do the work to not only liberate yourself, but to help liberate the people that are in your lives. Because when we rise up, when we shift our vibration, when we shift our way of seeing, we actually invite people into a new reality, directly and indirectly. It's powerful. It's potent. And if you're someone that's coaching, and maybe you're coaching just purely on mindset, or maybe you just do one sort of thing, like you're just a Reiki healer, right? And I'm not, I'm not saying just because it's not important. It's important. But there's ways to bring in a full spectrum or a fuller spectrum of healing modalities that touch mind, body, spirit, that allow us to spark and, and get in touch with our inner healer, our inner teacher, our inner guides. And that's the work that I do with people. Um, so if you want to overall improve, upgrade, crack open your own life to the infinite possibilities, I invite you to reach out to me about private coaching. Now, we do the inner work, the harmony, and then we talk about the hustle. How are you going to market it? How are you talking to your people? How are you positioning yourself? What is your message? How are people responding to you? What are your energetic leaks in your business and life right now? So we do an overhaul on all of those things. And at the end, of course, you are a different person. But the unique thing is that next week, we're starting my summer program. It's the only program I'm offering all summer. We'll go for 12 weeks, and it's a beautiful, beautiful program. It's called Soul Authority. And Soul Authority is about tapping in and really anchoring into that inner authority, that part of you that is not going to waver because you are so clear and so connected to your truth. And that while your truth may be evolving, there's a deep truth that is not going to shift. And that, that's, that you are one of one, that you are infinitely resourced, and that you're always connected to guidance. And you're gonna learn how to be there. Not only that, we're gonna hold space collectively for 12 weeks, and I am going to work with you on one core intention or goal to help you manifest, materialize that into your life as that or better. So it's a really powerful program. I don't care what you have going on this summer. If this kind of stuff speaks to you, get in it, because you deserve what's on the other side of that. And why would you wait an entire summer, an entire quarter of a year that you only have so many years in this lifetime? Do the work. It's going to impact everything. It's going to impact everyone you know, because that's what we do. We inspire people that we don't even know are watching. We help people grow by showing our own evidence and demonstration of growth and transformation and commitment. So I'm going to leave you with that. I'm sending you so much love, and I hope this helped you. If this has helped you in any way, shape, or form, if you have any questions, and, you know, curiosities, you're curious about something I said or, you know, want to share, you know where to find me. Hit, hit me up. Send me a DM. Love to talk with you all. And if it spoke to you and you think it's worth sharing, please share. I love when you share and I love when you 
leave a rating. It means a lot to me. It means more than you know, and I appreciate it so much. So thank you so much for spending this time with me. Have a beautiful, blessed, and abundant day. Bye, my friends. And there you have it, my friends. I want to know, what's your favorite takeaway from today's show? I love when you share your highlights from the show. Be sure to tag me when you share so I can give you a proper shout out. If you haven't already, subscribe. And while you're there, rate and review because your feedback, it really means the world to me. Until next time, remember to harmonize your hustle.